Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision-making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. What's happening, everybody? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I had an interesting day yesterday where Caitlin says, hey, I have this friend. We knew each other in California, and she lives here now, and she's going to come over, but I want you to hang out with her boyfriend. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. She goes, it'd be like a date. I said, you guys have like a... And I was like, all right. And so we were... He plays golf, so I came over, and we were hitting some golf balls at the house. But they just left us. Just a blind Ugh, friend date. So awkward. And it feels like a blind date date. <laughs> At first, you're like, hey, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? So what do you do? Oh, yeah? What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> what? Except you're like 40. Yeah. yeah. And he works in music. He's like a songwriter. And he's actually a really nice guy. It just took us a minute because you're just staring at each other. And he's thinking the same thing. I didn't think I was alone in this. We're looking at each other going, our women's God is here. And now we're either it's going to be really awkward for the next couple hours or we're going to find a way to get through this and be friends. But it was good. It was, it was good. So you've, you'll be able to go out with them again? Yes. That is the with question him. after a blind date. Yes. Will you go out on with him? I would again? go on another date with him. Okay. okay. That's good. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I would, but uh, I, don't know. I don't know if he likes me, though. <laughs> I'll just be confident. I, I didn't fine. hear back if he likes me. Uh, but Are you we, waiting three days to reach out to him? I don't even have his number. Oh. <laughs> but I told Caitlin we were uh, hanging out, having dinner last night. And she was like, well, what'd you think? Tell me everything. <laughs> and I was like, we had a good time. He's a nice guy. He's, he's a little awkward like I am. He's an art. He's, he's a very artsy guy. I'm just an awkward guy. And so I said, but after a few minutes, we really got along well. I know enough about what he does. He knew nothing about what I did. But we got through it and we had golf to kind of get us through it. We were like hitting balls. And so, but I said, I would be happy to go to dinner with her and him if we wanted to go to dinner. Nice. So, hey, score one for the little guy. That's a big deal. I got a new, got a new boyfriend. Good. <laughs> Good for you. Okay, we play this game once a month. I'll give the adults in the room a riddle. 
These are all kids' riddles. Are you ready to play? Riddle me this. Ooh. When I finish reading the riddle the second time, you have 20 seconds to finish a riddle. When I say time, pins come up. Riddle number one. I'm always on the dinner table, but you don't get to eat me. What am I? I'm always on the dinner table, but you don't get to eat me. What am I? Riddle me this. What? I'm always on the dinner table, but you don't get to eat me. What am I? There's so many things. And that noise means that's time. Okay. Amy, I'm always on the dinner table, but you don't get to eat me. What am I? Plate. Lunchbox? Tablecloth. Eddie? You're the plate. I would have accepted plates, silverware, or tablecloth. Boom! All three of you guys Whoa! move on. Yeah! Huh. Can't eat that stuff, but you're yeah. on the table. Gotcha. Next up. I am so simple that I can only point. Yet, I guide men all over the world. What am I? I am so simple that I can only point. Yet I guide men and women all over the world. What am I? Riddle me this. <laughs> I'm so simple that I can only point. Yet I guide men and women all over the world. What am I? Time is still ticking. Okay. Eddie, do you have it? I got it. What is it? Uh, I am a compass. Lunchbox? I'm a compass. Eddie? Oh, sorry. Amy? Compass. Compass is right. Nice Ooh. job. You guys are playing a little possum up here acting like you don't have it. Well, I know because it just <laughs> seemed too easy. Not Simple. early on that one. Next up. If you have me, you want to share me. If you share me, you haven't got me. What am I? If you have me, you want to share me. If you share me, you haven't got me. What? What? What am I? Riddle me this. If you have me. If you have me, you want to share me. If you share me, you haven't got me. If you have me, you want to share me. If you share me, you haven't got me. If you have me, you want to share me. Five seconds. <laughs> there we have it. Amy. Love. If you have love, you want to share. Yes. But if you share love, don't you don't know. have love. Hmm. I don't know. Doesn't hey, fit? <laughs> you tried it out. Well, no I was more. just seeing if maybe it was a secondary one. I know. I don't know, guys. Eddie? Yeah, I have a hug. If you have a hug, you want to share me. Uh -huh. if, you, if you hug someone, you haven't got me. Exactly. That's, no, because no, you're hug. got it while you're hugging. hugging. It's pretty no. dumb. Yeah. Lunchbox so. feels like he has it, and if he if he has it, he's a champion. How confident are you? I'm feeling really good about myself right yeah. now. Like, I'm sitting up high in my chair. I had one thing written down, and halfway through you reading that, I erased it, and I have the right answer, and I cannot wait to share it with you guys. You heard my pin <laughs> drop right as now. you were still reading the clue over there, so I am ready to go. If you have me, you want to share me. If you share me, you haven't got me. For the win, 
Riddle me this. Let me tell you a little secret. It's a secret, guys. I can't tell you. He says secret. If you have a secret, you want to share it. If you share it, you haven't got me. If you share a secret, it's not a secret. Yeah. Because it's no longer a secret, folks. That fits. Woo! That's it. That works. Is Lunchbox Riddle Master? Come on! Let's go! All I do is... Lunchbox is the new Riddle Master, and Woo! in customary fashion, take us out, Lunchbox, with the Riddle Me This. Riddle Me This! <laughs> that so gives loud. me, like, heartburn. Just yeah. Yeah, there he is, there he is. Yeah. Here's a voicemail we got from Pat, right here. I was just curious why Eddie or Abby didn't have a GoPro on them or some kind of video to show their jump. And if they did, maybe I don't know, but it would have been nice. It's up. It's on our socials. And it's awesome. It went up kind of late yesterday because they jumped and then they had to get home and edit the video. Right. But it's up on yesterday's podcast and the video's up on our Bobby Bone Show social. So thank you for asking that question. It reminded me to say it. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I would love your input on what to do about a situation that happened to me today. The UPS driver dropped off packages like normal. And after she left, I started to open the packages without looking at the labels. One package I opened turned out to be for the gas station down the road but was addressed by UPS for my address. Inside, there are four vacuum-sealed books of scratch-off lotto tickets. Do I do the right thing and deliver them to the gas station, or do I say, sorry, money's gone? Thanks in advance. Lucky Lotto in Idaho. Oh, wow. gosh. So you just mailed lottery tickets, a bunch of them? Ugh. But are they even good until you ring them in? Yeah, that's a good question. And wouldn't they know if you just... Lunch, what's your expertise here? Oh man, I would t- I would say money's gone. Sorry, I would I would claim it as mine and say, you know what? I got this package and throw the box, throw the evidence away, throw the evidence away, so you don't know that it wasn't addressed to you. How, how can they prove that that it wasn't addressed to you? Well, so it says. Let me read it again. One package I opened turned out to be for the gas station down the road, but was addressed by UPS for my address. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, it was addressed for him accidentally. Then it's your tickets. It was sent to your house. You open that up. You scratch it off and say, let's go. Hey, these are scratch offs. Yeah. Yeah. So should I scratch them off and test my luck? I would say that I think that the the gas station probably reports them as missing. But you so, didn't take them. So, and I'm sure they're serial numbered. So when you try to redeem your winners, that's what I would think. Well, no, no, they, they, bust you. No, they are serial numbered, and they are running a database. So, like, if you do, <laughs> like, if you run into a gas station and just rip a roll of scratch offs, you're an idiot because they're gonna. When you try to cash it in, that's when you get busted. But these were not stolen; they were mailed to her. Ah. But don't they have to beep them when you buy them? Anytime I bought a scratch off, they're like, okay, this one beep. Well, that's the price. That that's how you know how much it rang up as. And how many tickets have been sold? I don't know. Guys, you have to take this money and run. Okay, first of all, <laughs> aside from how to do a lotto ticket, don't keep it. What do you don't, it, you can't keep it. It's if a thousand dollars was mailed to you, would you keep it? No, I'd be scared if they sent it to the wrong know. drug house. Yeah. Oh. You can't keep it because if you win it, you're not gonna get to keep it. Right. But you can at least try. Why not try? What what what's the harm in trying? What if they say, you know what, you're right. 
They were mailed to you. It's your money. So you might as well try it. Like, for all you know, someone sent you a gift. Exactly. Lottery a tickets. Sign from is above? This, is it against the law? The lottery gods? <laughs> oh. Is this really how they send lottery tickets out? Just You think this happens more often if they're mailed. I would think they're all mailed. I don't think they drive them to every single Yeah, I don't think they drive station. them to every single gas station. I don't station, know. Yeah. I just figure, like, just like they unload Gatorade, they unload... No, they don't have a lottery truck that I've seen, ever no. seen pull up to a gas station and they pull out the tills. Okay, I'm going to say you need to take them to the gas station. That's it. You just get, you, you could get in trouble if you try to cash them in. And you're probably not going to win the money. I think there are more options of bad things to happen to you than there are good things here. You could call the lottery office and just say, what if? Give them a hypothetical. Yeah, okay. Like, what if I got a roll of lottery tickets mailed to my house? And what if I scratch them and win a million dollars? Why don't you I know call a and see? Call and see. You could do that. So we know. Why don't I'll, you call? I'll call the lottery office and see okay. what happens. And be like, what if my what friend if? in Idaho? Yeah. Here's what we're going to say. Don't keep the tickets. But we'll have a lunchbox call in the lottery office to actually be. No, just don't keep the tickets. I don't even want his call <laughs> to factor into that. But I am curious. What if? I mean, what if? What if they're like, hey. Our mistake, you you benefit. You know, finders, keepers, losers, weepers. I don't think that's in the rule book. Oh, All right, uh, send the tickets back. Take them to the gas station. That's my answer, but thank you for the email. All right, close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Here's a voicemail we got from Pat right here. I was just curious why Eddie or Abby didn't have a GoPro on them or some kind of video to show their jump. And if they did, maybe I don't know, but it would have been nice. It's up. It's on our socials. And it's awesome. It went up kind of late yesterday because they jumped and then they had to get home and edit the video. Right. But it's up on yesterday's podcast. And the video's up on our Bobby Bone Show social. So thank you for asking that question. Reminded me to say it. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I would love your input on what to do about a situation that happened to me today. The UPS driver dropped off packages like normal. And after she left, I started to open the packages without looking at the labels. One package I opened turned out to be for the gas station down the road but was addressed by UPS for my address. Inside, there are four vacuum-sealed books of scratch-off lotto tickets. Do I do the right thing and deliver them to the gas station? Do I say, sorry, money's gone? Thanks in advance. Lucky Lotto in Idaho. Oh, my gosh. So you just mailed lottery tickets, a bunch of them? Ugh. But are they even good until you ring them in? Yeah, that's a good question. And wouldn't they know if you just... Lunch, what's your expertise here? Oh man, I would t- I would say money's gone. Sorry, I would I would claim it as mine and say, you know what, I got this package and throw the box, throw the evidence away, throw the evidence away, so you don't know that it wasn't addressed to you. How, how can they prove that that it wasn't addressed to you? Well, so it says. I'm gonna read it again. One package I opened turned out to be for the gas station down the road, but was addressed by UPS for my address. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I- it was addressed for him accidentally. Then it's your tickets. It was sent to your house. You open that up, you scratch it off and say, let's go! Hey, these are scratch-offs? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so should I scratch them off and test my luck? I would say that I think that the the gas station probably reports them as missing. But you so, didn't take them? So, And I'm sure they're serial numbered, so when you try to redeem your winners, That's what I would think. Well, they're no, no, going to bust you. No, they are serial numbered, and they are running a database. So like if, you do, <laughs> like if you run into a gas station and just rip a roll of scratch-offs... You're an idiot because they're gonna when you try to cash it in, that's when you get busted. But these were not stolen; they were mailed to her. Ah. But don't they have to beep them when you buy them? Anytime I buy a scratch off, they're like, "Okay, this one beep." Well, that's the price. That that's how you know how much it rang up as and how many tickets have been sold. I don't know, guys. 
you have to take this money and run. Okay, first of all, aside from how to do a lotto ticket, don't keep it. What do you... Don't, it, you can't keep it. It's if a thousand dollars was mailed to you, would you keep it? No, I'd be scared if they sent it to the wrong drug house. Yeah. Oh. You can't keep it because if you win it, you're not going to get to keep it. Right. But you can at least try. Why not try? What what what's the harm in trying? What if they say, you know what, you're right. They were mailed to you. It's your money. So you might as well try it. Like for all you know, someone sent you a gift. Exactly. Lottery a tickets. Sign from this, above. Is it against lot, the law? The lottery gods? <laughs> oh. Is this really how they send lottery tickets out? Just you think this happens more often if they're mailed. I would think they're all mailed. I don't think they drive them to every single Yeah, I don't think they drive them to every single station. I don't know. Yeah. I just figure like just like they unload Gatorade, they unload now, they don't have a lottery truck that I've seen ever oh. seen pull up to a gas station and they pull out the tills. Okay, I'm going to say you need to take them to the gas station. That's it. You just get, you, you could get in trouble if you try to cash them in. And you're probably not going to win the money. I think there are more options of bad things to happen to you than there are good things here. You could call the lottery office and just say, what if? Give them a hypothetical. Yeah, okay. Like, what if I got a roll of lottery tickets mailed to my house? And what if I scratch them and win a million dollars? I know a friend. And see. Call and see. You can do that. So we know. Why don't you call? I'll call the lottery office and see okay. what happens. And be like, what if my what friend if? in Idaho? Yeah. Here's what we're going to say. Don't keep the tickets. But we'll have a lunchbox call in the lottery office to actually be... No, just don't keep the tickets. I don't even want his call <laughs> to factor into that. But this. I am curious. What if? I mean, what if? What if they're like, hey... Our mistake, you you benefit. You know, finders, keepers, losers, weepers? I don't think that's in the rule book. Oh, All right, uh, send the tickets back. Take them to the gas station. That's my answer, but thank you for the email. All right, close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Big day on the show yesterday as Eddie and Abby went skydiving. They had never been. They were super excited. Then they got super nervous. Then they lived. They're here today. Yeah, we're here. It's we're big, here. Big day. I called Daddy last night at like 9.30, and I was like, how you doing? He goes, I'm exhausted. He's like, it's been a long day. <laughs> that adrenaline. Yeah. It's there. You're so tight. It ah, And then you land, and you're just whooped. It's the highest of high, and then you just come down, and you're like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. How do I even look like now right. having that excitement? <laughs> so, Abby, you made a list. I did. Your five thoughts about skydiving yesterday. Number five. Okay, that would be... Like, I can see why people get addicted because it's like the highest of highs. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, what if I go solo? Like, what if I keep this up? That's what I'm thinking. Next. So you want to go and train and then jump by yourself? Because yeah. my instructor, he said he was going five day, five times that day. Really? And I was like, I want to go again. They wouldn't let me go again. But. I have no need to do it again. I did it. So I think it just depends what kind of person you are. <laughs> I am not an adrenaline junkie and I've done a lot of stuff. And I think the reason I've done a lot of stuff is because I'm not, I hate it. And so all these TV shows would get made about me doing stuff I don't want to do. So it's like, <laughs> watch this guy. Worst, worst thing ever. So, but you're someone who likes that, huh? Yeah. I like, might do it. There's a place like 45 minutes away. So you might do it or you're going to do it. Is this going to be like Scuba Steve oh. running a movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a TV show. Well. And he might give a kidney. Might. Yeah. I might. Uh, yeah, okay, there's that, a lot of mics. That's number five. Number four. Okay, so I heard Eddie said that I was crying because I was so nervous. And I was like, I was not crying at all. I'm pretty sure he was more nervous than me. Your Didn't eyes he were say red. That? Your what? eyes were red. I looked over and you, I saw red in her eyes and she was breathing heavily. Ugh. Looked like crying to me. She was that. breathing heavily with red eyes. Maybe she was doing a little something else, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one in the bathroom all the time. So. Yeah, you had to go to the bathroom six times in 30 minutes. It's a thing that I have. Like when I get nervous, I have to pee even though I don't pee. I just go to the bathroom and I, nothing comes out. And I'm like, well... All right, go back up. That happens when you get nervous? You have yeah. a bladder infection? Yeah, I guess I do. 
It happens Jared. all the time. Like when, I, when there's something big coming up, I feel like I have to go to the bathroom all the time. <laughs> all right. Number three. Okay, so this next one is funny. Eddie did not do the one thing that they stressed the yeah. whole day. They're like, if you don't remember anything else, do this one thing. And it is arch back when you jump out. <laughs> Like you a know, banana. Like, like yeah. try, try to banana your body, yes. Right. He jumped out. It looked like a frog. Like, his legs looked like frog legs because he jumped out right before me. And I just looked down and I was cracking up. So you didn't remember that at all? You're jumping out of a plane. But I they said the one thing. the one thing you remember is be a banana. Yeah. Dude, I, I eventually did. I think about, you know, 15 seconds into When you were landing? Yeah. <laughs> right when they were coming oh, on the ground? Right, when the parachute was yeah. coming out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all yeah. were wearing yellow. You were a banana. That's yeah. true. They did everything possible. I can't said. believe they let you pull the the cable, the I know. cord to, for the shoot. I didn't want to. And he's like, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. I would just be afraid I'd rip it out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm holding the cord and you're still falling and no parachute <laughs> out. I, I would have said, no, I'm not doing it. You do it. I, I would have declined. Yeah. Or I'd have forgotten. Well, it is it is funny because you don't know how hard to pull it. Like you've never yeah. pulled a parachute before. <laughs> Next up, Abby. Um, so I gotta say, these army guys are total BAs mm, yeah. because like they are nice, they're funny, they're efficient. Like they know what they're doing. They're gonna keep you safe, and they are real men. Sounds like Abby's in love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm you, you, yesterday, Abby, you said you didn't fall in love with any of them. I feel like you had a night to think about it, and maybe you've changed. I was looking. <laughs> No, I was just looking back and I was like, dang, those were real men. Uh, like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> she keeps saying it. Real well, they men? need to be, like, highlighted because that's what, Cause what, what, what they, they need to be. What are they? Yeah. Abby, what are they? Real men. Yeah. Woo! What's an example of not a real man? Us, obviously. <laughs> well, I didn't I feel like that. that's why she was saying that right. to us. Like, they're an example of real men. I was right. like, it's nice to be a real, real man for once. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm kidding. Listen to That was a her. joke. Abby, did you have the, the you know, the, the little giggly for one of them or no? Mm-mm. No. Abby. <laughs> no or no, no, or just... no yes? No, but they're... <laughs> no, but they're okay, no yes. Nothing. So no yes. Yeah, nothing. Are they all married? Um, We didn't talk about any of that. You don't have to talk about it. You can look on their hands. <laughs> no, they don't. So a lot of times they don't wear their ring when they're working. Yeah, I don't think any of them. Were. I didn't there see There was rings. one that was wearing a ring. It can get it caught on in. things and it's a hazard. Okay. <laughs> Are you an expert in parachute hazard? <laughs> no, but I was married to someone that was in the Air Force. A pilot, though. A pilot, and he would often not have his ring on, and that's because it could get caught on something. He wouldn't wear it when he was flying. Yeah, me too. I don't wear my like work. A, but like a jump. I, you're probably right. And Listen, you don't wear yours because why? Hazards at work. Get caught on something. <laughs> yeah, get uh-huh, caught yeah. on something. Abby, are we at number one? Yeah, final one. Go ahead. So, if it's about real men again, I'm not I, I, thought, yeah, I, was, I thought it was them. It is. No. <laughs> so I feel like I had like a spiritual awakening during this. I've never had this, but once the parachute is pulled and you're up there, you're just floating and it is so peaceful and quiet and you just realize your purpose in life. So I And I completely understand because <laughs> it's something you've never experienced. I've had it happen to me a couple times. I was on laughing gas yesterday. I had to get my tooth. I have that every time I'm on laughing gas. <laughs> where I'm like, where, things, where I go... Let me prioritize life. I have these, I've never been high. And I wonder if that's what being high feels like. Because everybody's like, you get high and you dream up all the stuff or you create. But I do laughing gas. I have some sort of weird nerve thing in my mouth where even if they numb me, I still feel it a lot of times. And so I go, hit the, ga- hit the gas hard. It's a note. And then they hit the gas hard. But I start to go like black in my eyes. And then it's like I'm floating in space. And I'm like, man, this is about love. You know? <laughs> relationships and love that's the only really thing that matters and lasts and, and I start having these and then I come out of it and I, and I tell myself and I, I know what's happening and I'm like you have to tell yourself this when you're out of this like whenever all 
every other stimulus is making you think and, and react. You have to re- remind yourself. It almost feels like when I'm in the shower and can think clearly because I'm in the shower and there's nothing else. And I really can be super creative in the shower. But it's that times 100 when I'm on laughing gas because there's nothing to distract me. Wow. And I'm just floating in space. And I think I have those moments. And one, how do I get laughing gas at home? <laughs> I'm sure there's a way. And then two, is that let me let me ask Scuba Steve. Hey Scuba Steve, just I'm just gonna call to you generic randomly. You know who knows? You just drew your name. Yeah, is that yeah, like yeah. being high? I was gonna say that um, there may have been a time in my life when I'd be around the right people. You get really creative. You start thinking about life. You start reflecting on things, and then you come out of it and you're like, "What happened?" <laughs> you don't remember a lot of it. Oh, you don't remember? No, I mean, other things that I remember after I take some notes and I look back at my phone, and those notes don't make sense in my head from when I wrote them down. Does it feel like what I explained about being on laughing gas? Um, Where you're just at peace and you're like, oh, now life makes sense. Um, well, there, it's, again, it's all about your surroundings and your settings and the people you're with. There's different feelings you have around different people. Why Dr. Tremblay, a dentist? I would be very relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> very relaxed and at peace, yeah. I think it's because you're in the now. Like, you're not in the past or the What future. about being like, drunk? In the present. Nah, I've never no. been drunk either, and I always think that looks fun. You, nah. sick. you, you do well, stupid stuff when you're drunk. It's awesome. Mm-mm. <laughs> I just got two different. <laughs> yeah, no, but like it tell is awesome. Yeah, tell me it's not awesome doing that stupid stuff. It's awesome, but you don't get creative. You get actually get lazy. I don't know. Like, you get creative. Eddie and I were at a club in Vegas one time. We 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 danced. On, we danced for three hours on like beating that beat like Jersey dun, Shore. Dun, dun, and that's fun. I've never no, just been able to so relax fun. like that. Yeah, but so we weren't comp. Contemplating our life, like we weren't thinking, like all you need is love, man. We were just hopping on one leg for three hours. We were jamming to the music, (laughs) and I mean, we were lost in the music and the atmosphere. That was crazy, and didn't realize it'd been three hours or whatever. How long? I mean, we were dripping sweat when we're done. That sounds fun. And then I woke up the next morning, and I couldn't walk because I'd been hopping on that one foot. Yeah, my right leg. I was in. I was in so much pain. What kind of dance was that? It was just a Jersey Shore beat that beat. Bump, beat that bump, beat. Bump, bump. Ah, and then we ah, would ah, high five ah. everyone that was coming in the bar, like high five. Then you guys only drank alcohol. That's it. That's it, man. I don't know. And do you know? Was there anything put in your alcohol? Right. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on. We'll be back. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Her name was Susan Guffey. She passed away last year, but she went to Highland Park in Topeka, and so with that. When she died, she left him five million bucks. Wow, that's a lot of money. That's crazy. That's a lot. What, about, what about her family? It was like, uh, hello. <laughs> what about us? Hello. Uh. Maybe they're good. But the principal says, you know what? I met her over a decade ago, and she always was involved with helping the school. And so, although that's a lot of money, it wasn't like a crazy surprise. But he told her they had a shortage of books. And the next week, back then, they looked, and all of a sudden, these books were donated. So over the years, even somewhat anonymously, she just kept helping the school. But again, when she passed away, she left $5 million. Man, that's so cool. There was a lady, she she pushed a cart around near Mountain Pine. Like, a, I think they called it the bag lady because she always had bags. Like bags a grocery stuff. cart? Yes. Full of, she had bags. She'd just fill it with random crap. And then everybody knew where she lived, right on the side of the road. And all these bags were stacked up outside of her house. And it was kind of dirty. But everybody knew her as a bag lady. Everybody took care of her if she needed it, but she didn't need much. She kept to herself. And when she died, she left this a couple organizations, the churches, like $2 million. What? She had money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. That's great. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> anyway, big shout out. Susan Guffey, you may not be here. Maybe you're listening from heaven. Maybe yeah. you're not. Dude, what if we're on heaven's radio? I think we are. I checked the website. You. 
we're, we're, right now I we're the ones we're, we're the featured yeah. <laughs> all right awesome that's what it's all about that was tell me something good welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on rolling stones hugely popular influential and sometimes controversial list i'm Brittany spanos and i'm rob sheffield we're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the phone is Jared. Hey, Jared, where do you live, man? Lumberton, Texas. Well, I appreciate you calling. What can I help you with? My oldest stepdaughter is getting uh, married. <laughs> her dad wants to put her on her budget. He really doesn't want to spend too much money on her wedding. And so far, my wife and I have spent over, or has paid over half of everything. And in the end of it, he's going to be the one walking her down the aisle. 
And don't get me wrong, Bobby. You know, I, I love this kid. That I love most of my stepdaughters. Play for my own. I would do anything for him. I would take money out of my savings to pay for her whole wedding just to give her what she wanted. But her dad is not like that. He don't want to. He, he he don't want to dish out nothing for her. I don't know how I should feel like, though, with him still walking her down the aisle whenever he really don't care about it. So how long have you raised your stepdaughter? Uh, going on nine years. She's getting married. And listen, I don't even know that the paying for the wedding is the most hurtful thing. Like you're paying for it and not getting, not not walking her down. I think probably just not walking her down considering you've been such an instrumental part of her life. And I I have a similar-ish background where, listen, my real dad checked out on me way young, probably younger than than her her real dad did. And when I was a teenager, Arkansas Keith, who, you know, was my stepdad for a while, came into my life. And he was, you know, basically for five or six years – you know, before him, him and my mom divorced, he was my dad. Um, I do understand the romantic idea of someone going, you know, I want to have my dad, dad walk me down the aisle. Right or wrong, I do understand how, how it would be important to someone to have their biological father walk them down the aisle. Maybe she feels like she has to. You know, maybe, I don't think it means she loves you any less. And I'm saying that from somebody who has and had step parents. I just don't feel like you. I would be hurt, honestly, too. And it's okay to be hurt, but I don't feel like she loves you any less. I feel like it's just you're supposed to have your biological father walk you down the aisle, and that's where she is. I mean, has she said anything to you about it? Has she had that conversation with you? No. Uh, I, I understand where you're coming from, in which where I'm coming from, I guess you're right, because that's a very special part of her life that I would love to be a part of. I'm going to encourage you. You can be hurt. You should. I understand being hurt by it. But I'm going to encourage you to just be completely supportive, even if it feels uncomfortable, because that's been your role the whole time anyway, to be completely supportive, even when it feels uncomfortable at times. And all you're doing is continuing a legacy that you have built and that you're there for her, regardless of her decisions, good or bad, wise or not wise. You're just going to be there standing right beside her, um, maybe not that day, but for her entire life. You've been doing that, and I think the best thing you can do now is just fully support her, even though it cuts you hard, because I do understand where it, where and why it would, it would cut you hard. So, man, my heart goes out to you, because that stinks. I'm not going to lie to you. I wish I could just be like, hey, get over it, man. I can't. That hurts. However, just knowing the kind of guy you are by hearing your voice and hearing how passionate you are about you know being her dad or stepdad, I get why it sucks, but also in the same vein, it's you got to continue that. If she chose to walk, who knows what pressure she's getting from him? I don't know. I'm creating stories in my head now. Do you think it'd be wrong if, if the side, at, at the reception I had the DJ play uh, She's My Girl and, and dance with her? Is that something that she wants or you're like, are you saying at the reception you surprise her with that? Because also you have the, her dad is her dad. Like, Are, are you going to dance with her though, regardless? That's the question. Like, are you planning to dance with her? Because I think that would be great. Is there a, a yes. okay. I don't, I don't care what song you play. They can pick a song for him. They can pick a song for you. Okay. I, I thought if he was like going to jump in and be like, I know we're dancing. Nobody knows about know. it. That would have been a different issue. Oh, that's what it sounded like. And that made me so nervous because I don't want that. You don't want to make the dad uncomfortable. And then there's like a, the two dads duel it out in the middle of the dance floor. Oh, you can have a dance off and the winner gets hurt. <laughs> no, here's the thing. This is my honest, my honest heart reaction here. Hmm. That as long as you're not doing or playing that song specifically to go, I told you, but you are playing it because that's how you feel. Let her rip, Tater Chip. Have that dance. I think it's great. As long as there's not a competition and that's why you picked that song, 
then great, you feel that song, go dance to that song. Well, but also she'll she'll be, a, you should, allow, hopefully she's a part of picking the song y'all dance to. It's not, you, this is her day. So if she's comfortable with it, then yeah, by all means. Have you talked to her about it? No, I have not. I, I, I talked to my wife about it. She said that she thought that was a good idea. And again, that's how you feel. I think you should dance to it. I'd run it by her, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I feel that... I feel good about it. Hey, listen, I feel good about this wedding, Jared. I know that's tough for you to not walk her down, but you, you know, you signed the contract. You are her stepdad. You're going to love her regardless. I think he's working right now. Tell him to hold those two by fours for a second. We're on the phone. Jared, I, I listen, I love your heart. I appreciate you calling, sharing your story. I think you're in a good place. It hurts. But that's okay. Aren't you glad it hurts? That means you love her a whole lot. I mean, it could not hurt and you couldn't give a crap and that'd be even worse. But the fact that you love her and it hurts, that's actually a good thing because it matters to you. So let her go have her day. Dance dance with her to that song if she wants to. And don't let this keep you from enjoying this wedding, okay? All right. Talk to you later. He was obviously working. Mm -hmm. He's busy. Have have a little emotional moment and working at the same time. And that I can respect. All right. I want to grab some calls about that topic. Jared's oldest stepdaughter was getting married. He says a real dad, paraphrasing, kind of a deadbeat, but a real dad is walking her down the aisle. He is not. So a lot of callers are on. Why don't we go to Kay in Oklahoma? Hey, Kay, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. And you guys? Doing pretty good. What do you want to say? Um, Actually, two years ago, March 16th, my son got married to a daughter or to a daughter that had a stepfather and a dad. And what she did was she let the stepfather walk her halfway down the aisle and then let the biological dad intercept her there and walk her on up. I think it's great. I like that. I'd probably go biological father first since he was the first one to have you. And then I'd let the guy who finished the race with her, which is the stepdad, if it were me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, switch it up. But you know there'll be drama between the two dads, too. Like, who gets to go first? Who gets to walk her up? Yeah, and we're just hearing this dad side of the story, right? She might still have a good relationship with her dad, you know? We only ever hear one side, right? Right. But I thought it was a... And I think that's a pretty good compromise. Totally. But it's got to be up to the daughter to suggest that. I don't think the stepdad can go elbowing in and be like, okay, I got a plan, babe. He'll do 12 feet. I'll do eight. Then I'll run ahead and catch you back on the... You know? But I think that's a pretty good compromise. Kay, thank you for sharing that. How that Was that wedding awkward or was it awesome? No, it was awesome. Um, at first, they talked about one on each side. And my daughter-in-law, Megan, said, no, because that makes me feel like you guys are walking me to jail. No, <laughs> I'm <laughs> not doing that. That's funny. <laughs> well, thank you, Kay, for calling. Have a great day. Me too. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Christy in Kentucky, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. What do you want to say? I actually, I heard Kay's comment, but uh, I actually have a daughter that's going to be married, and her stepfather and her actual father are both going to be walking her down the aisle, and the reason being is because they they have come to terms with a long time ago that, you know, mine and his relationship didn't work out, but uh, my husband, my current husband has stepped up, and they're just, they, they're in, in agreement that, you know, they've both been a big part of her life, so... They're just going to both walk her down the aisle, and when they're asked who gives this daughter away, and they're going to both say, I do. So. I wonder who races first to say, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Me. Me, me, me. Alyssa, <laughs> I love when everybody can be happy, everybody can have worth, and I think 
if that works, great. Love it. Love the last one. Heck, man, whatever makes the bride happy, that's what should happen on the wedding day, right? Yep. Amy? 100%. Yep. Like the whatever, yeah, the parents have, their feelings need to be set aside. Uh, thank you for the call. Happy New Year. Cheers, y'all. From the Bobby Bones Show. It's the Bobby Bones Show. Amy was telling me about some sort of emergency hack on your phone, right? Yes. Something I had no can, idea. Mia, are you sure it's true? I, I promise you it's true. Not only did I see reputable people posting about it online, but I went and researched it. And I then I implemented it. I haven't tested it out. We, sh- we should test it. Well, it does count down to three, so maybe we could. Amy will tell you. I didn't know you could do this with your phone. What to do in an emergency situation coming up next. Okay, tell me what you saw. Well, it's an emergency SOS hack. If you have an iPhone, the little button on the side. Which side? um, Not the volumes. Not the the volume, the big button that you would power on, power off. If you hit it five times in a row, it'll... uh, Beetlejuice shows up. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? (laughs) Shows up out of nowhere. If you do that, it calls emergency services, and it'll also send a text to your selected emergency contacts, and it'll alert them of your location. But it'll count down to three before it does that in case you accidentally press it five times. So if you just go one, two, three, four... But then what? Does it make a noise or anything? Uh, yes, really loud alarm, but after three seconds. After. So if you're in danger, yeah. you do this. Can we do two, it? Three. Not yet, not yet, not yet. Okay. I'm in danger. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not, though. Okay. You okay. push it five times. Okay, yeah. Then what happens? One. No, not yet, not no. yet. I'm <gasps> asking you questions. Okay, so you press it five times. Then it goes three, two, one. Yeah. At one, it sounds a crazy alarm, okay. letting people around you know you're in danger. It also contacts emergency services for you. They know your location. What's it emergency got your services? Like 911. And I don't know. No, police, no, then don't do it, Amy. <laughs> no, it'll count down to three. You but can, when will it start making the ew, ew? At the third second. Because I want to hear the sound. I know, yeah, but we too. can't do that because then it'll have alerted people to come help you. Also, mm. But if I, it's a test for people to hear, you're not going to get in trouble. That's what you say. You got fined a million dollars because of some test. Hey, Scuba Steve, let me ask you about this. Should we yeah. go through with this or no? I think that because this isn't FCC related, I think we should try it out and hit cancel. And if they call you, just say, hey, I'm sorry. It was an accident. I didn't know. Because who knows about that hack? Nobody, I feel like. Okay. I, yeah, I had no idea. And I've had an iPhone for how long? And I don't know when they... I imp- say do it. Let's just they, do it. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, Bob cool. Pittman, uh, Scuba Steve told me to do it. <laughs> President of iHeartRadio. <laughs> All right, and then Bob him and Bobby told me to do it. No. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, we're going to hit it five times. Count out loud. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. What's your phone doing? Nothing happened. It, turn, <laughs> it turned off, Amy. <laughs> Hold on. No, I didn't do it right. Hold on. Do it five quick. One, two, three, four, five. There. Oh. It's calling. Oh, it calls. Shoot. That's what happens. No, 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 no. Tell them you were just joking. Wanna, okay, yeah. Be like, JK, JK. That's what it did. So there you go. It now called 911? That's what it did. Now we know. It goes. And then at the count of three, it immediately started dialing 911. And then also, my, my sister and my husband are probably about to get text messages with my location because I added them as my emergency contacts. We'll see what happens. Oh gosh, they're on the phone. It's her. Oh, no, no. It's her. No, they said hello. It's her all time. Hello? Hello, police department. Oh. Yes, this is the police department. I have to hang up. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You have to tell them. It's Amy. Amy, you have to tell them. No, they're calling me. Say the accident. Say the accident. Say the accident. Tell us an accident. Say it was an accident. Somebody say it. Hey, I'm sorry. That was the accident. I was. 
Test, okay. Testing out a new feature on the phone, and I'm sorry. You're fine. Just call us back if you need us, and next time if you do call 911, stay on the line and speak to the operator. That way we don't have to call you back, okay? Okay, sorry. I got nervous. Okay, thank you. No, you're fine. Just call us back if you need us, okay? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Wow. Oh Why God. did you hang God, up? Guess, All wait, you had to wait, do is say... Now I have to end it again. Oh. Stop. Stop notifying. So that's a good thing to know. If, like, say your attacker gets your phone from you, it's going to keep calling 911 until you cancel it. But even the attacker knows, oh, accident. That's an accident. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm, no, no. That's when you say, no, it's not. In the background. Crazy. Maybe. Oh. I'm sweating. Huh. Why? All you had to do was say it was an accident. Like a ner- I you freaked like, out under pressure. Because this is against the law. With the call. game on the line, you had to freak the line. I don't want you up. You oh can get gosh. arrested for um, misuse of 911. We didn't misuse it. We were showing our listeners what to do. <laughs> Stop waving your face like you're in trouble. I am. That was scary, hot. man. My heart is. I hot. Hot. I hot. <laughs> <laughs> So, when Amy hung up on 911, everyone in the room goes, no! Okay, okay, okay. That's the okay. worst thing you could have done. Okay, guys. Her husband kicks the door in now like, what's okay. wrong? So, whew, I'm dizzy. But now we know it works. That's awesome. Yeah. Calmly, what people do if they're in trouble is... You got to press it fast. Five times. We learned five times. Boom, 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 boom. Because when I did five kind of uh, fast, it didn't work. But five like you're in trouble fast. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes, boo, boo, boo. And Should then it I calls 911. No. Now you do it, Eddie. <laughs> and then I hang up on him again. <laughs> They're like, okay, something's happening over yeah, there. I know. Okay. Amy, Y'all. stop fanning yourself. You didn't almost go to jail. Amy's acting like she just committed you know, a crime and got away with it. They, a good thing, yes, she was. But sometimes 911 will be like, I'm sorry, no matter what, we got to send officers out. We see a, a squad busting right <laughs> to the group. Can you imagine? Okay, hey. Amy, great job. Thank you for sharing that with us. Welcome. The more you know. The more you know. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Average life expectancy right now is 78 and a half. That's all? Yeah, that's all. That's the the average. How old do you want to live till? I want to live forever. (laughs) A hundred? Oh, Oh, wow. Perfect. Yeah, I want to be the person that jumps out of the airplane at a hundred or throws the first pitch at 110. Yeah. Yeah, or runs a marathon at 130. (laughs) Oh, man, that'd be awesome. I didn't know you were going to say 100, but lucky for you, I have the keys to living to 100 years old, according to experts. Whiskey and cigarettes right. every Tuesday. <laughs> no, but I did find an article of one woman who's 107, and she said the key to her longevity has been living alone and never getting married. <laughs> oh, well, The key I'm to sure. anyone living a long time is genetics. <laughs> yeah, especially 107. Mm. I mean, come on. Okay, so what are the keys here? All right. Exercise daily. This shows to keep your body functioning as it's designed to do. Five days a week. Nobody goes seven. Even (laughs) nobody goes seven. That's unhealthy, but yes. Eat balanced and nutritious foods that, you know, feed your organs and your body and are healthy for your brain, especially after 50 years old. Okay, I'm good. For a while, then on Laffy Taffy's. Good. I got a few more years. <laughs> this one worries me for you. Okay. Get more than seven hours of sleep every night. Yeah, it's brutal. I, I try now, but man, I've been, I'm in an unhealthy little span right now. Sometimes I get two or three, and it's not even because I'm doing anything crazy. I just wake up, and I'm up. I, don't, I can't go back to sleep. So, but yeah, I'll probably die tomorrow if that's the case. <laughs> it says here, <laughs> poor sleep starts to affect your vision, blood flow, and just overall positive mojo. <laughs> Yeah. And then this it. one, this is where I told you about forest bathing, where you go sit with the trees. But it says here, you got to get outdoors daily. Fresh air and not being cooped up inside all day affects all your senses. That's overrated. I like good Wi-Fi. Is that on there? <laughs> okay, you're definitely not making this one. All right. So a couple is kind of being trolled online because they spend date nights door dashing together. This is their like, way. Like working? 
Yeah. They, they Instead of spending money on their date, they make money on their date. That sounds right. fun. That's great. And you got to work. You got to pay yeah. the bills. That's exactly what I thought. I, I thought, like why are people hating on them finding ways to hang out together and doing something they enjoy? And they go to different restaurants, pick up food, deliver it to people's houses, but they get to be together the entire time. I bet they don't enjoy. They'd probably rather do other things, <laughs> but they can probably spend time together while they got to pay the bills. Like they probably find it fun to be together while they're doing something that's not the most fun. And they probably just shared it as something they do together. I was like, hey, we, we do this. Not because we want to do it, but because we want to spend time yeah. together and we gotta somebody's gotta work and pay the bills. And then of course they got haters. But I was wondering, what if you ever positioned to Caitlin? I mean, I get it. If you needed to pay the bills, fine. But say you had a work event, a work thing, and oh, no, you're like, never. Caitlin, date night. No, no. <laughs> she wouldn't like that. Never. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. Yeah. All right. If you want to sleep on Dolly Parton's former tour bus, you can head on over to Dollywood and do that. You just need to give them $10,000 for what? two nights. <laughs> it's that much? Yes. Now, a portion of the proceeds is going to be donated to the Dollywood Foundation. That doesn't and make her- sense. Even like super fancy hotels. Or not that. Well, but here's the twist. I mean, you get two Does people. Dolly show up. <laughs> two people can sleep on this tour bus, which her tour bus is amazing. She has a she has a bathtub on there. Yeah, I've been in a lot of tour buses. We've used them. I don't care. Even the nicest tour buses. I'd rather be in a hotel. It's still a tour bus. It's still okay. a bus. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sleeps two guests, and then your reservation comes with an additional Dream More room at Dollywood that sleeps four. Mm. But still, ten thousand dollars is a lot of money. If you that's you know, crazy. Five thousand to- bucks a night for a tour bus. If you want to live out this dream, dollywood.com. <laughs> That's not a dream. Didn't we st- uh, sleep on... Uh, she would need to show up. Zeppelins? No, no. Whose was it? Definitely not Zeppelins. Do- Doobie Brothers. It was one of the... Uh, it was um, a Sweet Home Alabama, guys. Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Skinner. Remember, we rented their bus for one trip. I don't. You don't? I mean, I've been like two founding members. We've had everybody's bus over the years. <laughs> We've just been like, we got to get a bus. Who do yeah, we have? Maybe it's a false story. Uh, okay. I mean, maybe that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's this 50-year-old chick in Baltimore, got a new license plate for a car a couple years ago, and she hated the numbers. They were 91104. So she hit them up and said, hey, can I get a new license plate? And they're like, no, 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 ma'am, that's the one you're going to keep. She's like, fine, I'll keep it. Then she started seeing those numbers everywhere at work, on oh, TV. Yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> on and phones. Like, He's like, on a cop car. <laughs> she said, man, these numbers must be very important. Because they're my license plate tag. I'm seeing them everywhere. So they introduced a new lottery game called Pick 5. She goes, I have to play those numbers. Played them. Won $50,000. Wow. That's I think cool. it would be cool, though, even without the lottery, to have that as my number. Because I can remember. I never remember my license plate. Ever. I take a picture of it, yeah. put it on my phone. And then, ah, oh, crap. What is it? <laughs> but if it were 91104, I remember that right now. Even walking to the parking meter, yes. I forget. Yes, yes. Oh, what then is I'm it? I'm like, again? son of a gun, I got to go back and look again. Do you yes. have your driver's license number memorized? No chance. No. I used to have mine when I had a Texas one. I have two of my credit cards in Marizo and the CVA. The CVA wow. Code. That's what? Good. Yeah. That's that's impressive. What what is that? I, I've just had yeah. to, I've just had to type them in Prove in it. places. Okay. So what is it? Five two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, good story. Good for yeah, her. she said she started crying. Her and her husband are so thankful. Okay. Well, don't be resentful. <laughs> He's mad. <laughs> yes, now. good for her. <laughs> that's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Welcome to Five Hundred Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. 
Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Amy's joke coming up in a second. First, a couple of weeks ago, Lunchbox got a package in the mail. In the package was a lottery ticket. He scratched it. He won $25, but there was a problem. Yeah, the ticket was from Florida. And so I can't drive down to Florida for $25, so I had to mail it. So he called the lottery office to see if when they give him his money, they'll give him a giant check (laughs) for $25. (laughs) You know, because on TV, they give them that big check. For the big jackpots. That's their rule. So here's a clip. Hello, it's a great day to win with the f***ery. This is I got a question for you. So I won $25 in your wonderful lottery. I had a scratch off and I hit it big Uh for $25 and I mailed it to you guys, right? 
And so I'm hoping that you guys can mail me one of those big checks that I see on the news. Uh-huh. Um, no one's ever asked me. And I've been working here for 20 years now. I've never had anybody ask me for a giant check for a $25 scratch-off winner. I mean, I, I kind of feel like you're laughing at me like it's kind of funny, but... No, sir. It's just that it's so unusual to get this call... You know, I, I, I'm, uh, it is, you got to admit, somewhat humorous to think that you want a giant check for $25. Well, I want to walk into my bank with that big check and be like, I'm here to deposit $25. Sir, you do realize that these checks are not legal tender. They're just for show. No, I didn't realize that. I thought they were real. Like, I thought they took that to the bank and you cash it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so do, do we have a deal? Are you going to be mailing me that $25 big check? Well, I think you can tell that we're not going to be sending you no checks, sir. Have a nice day. Possibly the nicest guy ever. The whole time, I felt like he had a smile on his face. Mm -hmm. By the way, those checks are like $80 just to make. What? Like they cost that much to buy. That's ridiculous. So, you wouldn't want to check. No, I would owe them... 25 right. minus 85. Yeah, they'd invoice you and send you the check. Uh, how do you know how much those cost? Because we've had to do them before. <laughs> so you had to buy it? Yeah. <laughs> we've done big charity giveaways for or big charity gives. And the, if the gives a few hundred thousand dollars, you pay like 80 bucks and get one of those big fake checks. Yeah, but not for $25. Not for $25. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's go over to Amy and get the joke. The morning corny. I always take my problems to Tommy. He'll figure something out. Here's the thing about that joke. Amy was laughing out loud. I said it wrong though. Can I do it now, again? He'll figure, Tommy. He'll figure. He'll figure. Oh. I said. I said he'll. I, had... I said he'll, and I should have said he'll. He'll. He'll figure. He'll oh. figure something out. Tommy. He'll figure. And I'll tell you guys. I didn't get that. At <laughs> I didn't get it. Well, okay, okay, she okay, was okay. laughing over by herself. Because <laughs> I thought it was funny. You can I say just, it again, but I think you my, said it the right way. I did. Why did it not come in my head? It was so much funnier <laughs> than when it came out of my mouth. You, you can That's say it again. That's the Go problem ahead. a lot of times. Say it again. Okay. I always take my problems to Tommy. He'll figure something out. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe. That was the morning corny. Maybe just wear that on the days you're wearing Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, boy. I don't know if I have one of those. <laughs> Didn't you used to run these by Mike D? <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. I don't think so. No, I, I have free so. creative control. All right. This is a fun game. I'll play a very famous song, but... It's as if a high school marching band were performing it. Okay? All you have to do is name the song. They're very famous. They're easily recognizable. For example, here you go. Is that Rocky? No, it's the final <laughs> countdown. Oh. It's oh. the final countdown. Would you admit that, I guess I would have, because I oh. guess Rocky. But that, that's the hardest one, I think. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. All right, write your answers down. Amy, Eddie, Lunchbox. It is elimination style. Name the first song. Amy. Sweet Caroline. Eddie? I have Sweet Caroline. Lunchbox? Sweet, Sweet Caroline. Woo! 
Next up, name the marching band. Playing the song. Here you go. Amy took her headphones off and what was going to be the most recognizable part of the song. I have the song. I just can't think of it at all. Turn it up, Ray. Let me know when you're in over there. Okay. I I can't think of the name, but I'm in. You're writing down a lot of words. I know. She's about seven words deep over here. (laughs) Okay. I'm in. Lunchbox, what do you have? Uptown Funk. That's it. What do you have over there? Don't believe just right. (laughs) That wouldn't even have been right. That's from Uptown Funk. Don't give it to you. Yeah. Don't believe just right. Just watch. Is it? Yeah, yeah it's not just right. Just watch. Well, whatever the words are. I, 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 honestly, what was over in my head was, don't believe it, just right. Suck it. <laughs> oh, definitely not it. None of that is okay. right. <laughs> oh, there it is. Eddie? Bones, I have Uptown Funk. Okay, Amy, I'm oh, sorry me. to say. Oh, man. Aww. You have been eliminated. All right, here we go. Uh, Lunchbox and Eddie are remaining. Name this one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in. Lunchbox, what do you have? Don't stop believing. Eddie? Don't stop believing. That's correct. Uh Uh-oh. Next up, can you name this song as played by the high school marching band? All-Star. Eddie? <laughs> I have All-Star. Nice job. <laughs> You're an All-Star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey, now. You're a star. Let's get a little bit harder here. Ooh. Name this one. Lunchbox? The middle. Eddie? <laughs> I have the middle. Nice job. Later. We're still in it. <laughs> Why don't you just meet me in the middle? Name this one.
Watch, watch. Shake it off. Eddie? Shake it off. Nice job. <laughs> this is crazy. All right, next one up. Lunchbox? Uh, hold on. Hit it again. Still going. Five, five more seconds. <laughs> All right, Lunchbox? All right, time. Eddie? Oh, no. I got this. What is it? Old Town Road. There it is. Oh, no. Lunchbox is attached. Hey, Ray, play that one again from the beginning. Here you go. Old Town Road, you're gonna ride. That's funny, huh? <laughs> I love this game. See if you can name this next one. Eddie's our winner. Here's the next one. Come on. Blinding lights. Yeah, good. Blinding lights. Super Bowl. Okay, okay. Next one. Ooh. Shallow. Nice. If you can name that one. Got it. You and all 10 for 10. <laughs> I got it. What is it? That one went down to Georgia. There he is. Yeah. There's our winner, Eddie. Yeah. Play a song. There he is. Hey, and if high school bands aren't playing these songs, they got to get on it. These are so good. I can't see them rushing to play Shallow. No. <laughs> Here's a voicemail we got from Morgan and PA. Here you go. I was just calling. I was just curious whenever Bobby you order anything to your house I don't know like DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever you guys get or um, Amazon Prime do you put your actual name on the packages I just know I remember you guys had some like privacy issues and yeah I was just curious yeah I do but it's my real name so it doesn't say Bobby Bones <laughs> but it does say Bobby so I use real name you Sometimes it's me and sometimes it's another name. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, which confuses <laughs> a lot of my friends at times. Even me sometimes. I'm like, who's this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Do you just sign a fake name, a different fake name? All no, the time? I would sign mine. I'm just saying for packages, yeah. we have stuff that shows up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all kinds of names. Uh, I forget who all lives in my house, <laughs> quote unquote. Let me do voicemail number two. This is from Betsy. My husband and I have been married for almost 35 years. And we have moved uh, within the last three years. So we've unpacked a bunch of old pictures and paintings and photos. He wants to just toss them if we're not going to put them on the wall. I feel like I want to keep them for the kids. We have three children. I would just love to hear your take on this. Thank you very much. I hope you have a wonderful day. I think if you have the space and it's not creating... You know, some sort of distraction. I think you can save them. I would like to have them saved just in case and let them make that decision later, don't you? 100%. You can also use Legacy Box, who we use. Yeah. Which, That's an easy compromise. Mm -hmm, which they take all those pictures 
and they digitize them. So you still have them all, but you can have them on your computer or your phone and not have them in actual paper form. And if you wanted them in paper form, you can just reprint them. Mm -hmm. You know, I say keep them. You? I say totally keep them. But yes, the legacy box is a compromise Mm -hmm. where you can digitize it and then, you know, maybe he gets his way in getting, getting rid of it. But for me, it's like, it's worth it to try to find a space to hold on to the stuff, even if you do digitize it. Now, if you are a pack rat, period, that, that's pro- <laughs> yeah. it's probably a different conversation. You're probably right. keeping a lot of stuff. And he's like, look, babe, you're keeping everything. Yeah. But I do like keeping the pictures if you have space to keep the pictures. Yes. Uh, here's voicemail number three from Austin, Texas. Hey, yo, what's up, Bobby, man? I'm over here chilling with my kids, man. I got your number. See, I'm calling to say what's up. See, y'all believe me now? Yeah. Say what's up. What's up, Bobby? Uh, See? Bobby. See, I told y'all I had a number. It sounds like a dad flexing to his kids no and he has my number. And it just he just called eight seven seven seventy seven Bobby. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm here for that. <laughs> and finally, here is Kayla from San Antonio. Hi. I'm calling because I'm at a little bar and they're playing um, Eddie's wedding song. I don't think it's Eddie's uncle. But it's definitely the song. And it made me so excited. I love this. (laughs) So what's the story with your winning song versus that version? So I think that's the original version. And my uncle just covered it. And that's the version we play on the radio. My uncle's band's version. But it's not that one. But that that song, though, has been done many, many times. Yeah, it's almost like La Bamba. You know, where it's like a a very popular song and people cover it. And my uncle's one of the covers. (laughs) Uh, how funny, though. She's at like a Mexican restaurant or wherever, and, and she's, she recognizes cow, cow. that. I love that. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step, and you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We got this voicemail last night. This is from Aza Lee. She wants to sing on voicemail. This is her shooting her shot. Hey, how about it? Let's hear it. What's up, Bobby Bone Show? This is day one of shooting my shot. She said, here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down. Oh, here's your one chance, fancy. Don't let me down. Oh, and forgive me for what I do. But if you won't have, well, it's up to you. Now, don't let me down, hon. Your mama's gonna move you uptown. Then she just hung up? <laughs> and then she's like, all right, see ya. She just hung up straight. Bye. Uh, I need you to do Blink-182 for tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. I give her a whole, array, a whole, nice. whole range. And tell us where you're from, Aza Lee. All right, shoot your shot. Always shoot your shot. More people are coming forward about celebrities being cool. Uh, let's play the first one here. A guy who worked at a high-end clothing store says Robert Downey Jr. came into a Christmas shop wearing an awesome jacket. Here you go. He was wearing this really cool jacket. So I was like, oh my God, that jacket, it's amazing. And he was like, ah, thank you so much. It's like the first time I've worn it. Fast forward, he finishes shopping and everything and we're helping him out to his car and he takes the jacket off and he gives it to me and he says, Merry Christmas. And this is it. And I have Robert Daddy Jr.'s jacket. Isn't it cool? That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, here is a former child actor Talking about Robin Williams because they worked together for a bit. So I'm an actor, but I was a pretty successful child actor. I did a bunch of movies when I was a kid. Nancy Drew and Ace Ventura Jr., the greatest game ever played. But I want to talk about uh, this movie, License to Wed. It was a rom-com with John Krasinski and Mandy Moore, who are also incredible and amazing people. But I want to talk about Robin Williams. In the two months that we worked together, Robin taught me everything that I know about comedy and professionalism and being kind to people on set. He was the funniest, sweetest, smartest person on the planet I don't care what anybody else says, a genius and the kindest man. At the end of filming, Robin came to my trailer and he gave me a gift. It was a signed copy of the Groucho letters signed by Groucho Marx. He said someone gave it to him because he reminded them of Groucho. And Robin gave it to me and said it's because that I reminded him of him. Pretty cool. Wow, that is cool. Here's one more. Here are Here's a guy talking about Jimmy Fallon. I was lucky enough oh, to be in on. the live studio. This is a audio. girl talking about Jimmy Fallon. Thank you. I was lucky enough to be in the live studio audience of the Jimmy Fallon show. And during the commercial break, he came right up to me and my friends and had a whole conversation with us. We are all college kids and communications majors. So he just talked to us about that and gave us some like genuine advice and how he kind of got to be where he is today. He seemed very genuine. And at a time when a lot of talk show hosts and late night hosts have rumors about them being really mean behind the scenes, it was really refreshing to have that experience with him. So there you have three people telling three random stories. Well, cool. here's mine. 
don't think I've told this on the show. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I have. Obviously not, or uh, I think we would have guessed it. Well, a few years ago, I think... A hundred people must have said no to this job. And and maybe too because I I just started working on American Idol and they were trying to get me on things to promote American Idol. But they said, hey, come host Miss America. Or not host, sorry. Judge Miss America. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I fly up to New Jersey, Atlantic City, which I'd never been before. I'm going to the hotel. And there are, it's famous people everywhere that are, there's like 10 famous people. And I'm the, the one, the only one that's not famous. And I'm like, dang, there aren't, aren't any other like F-list people like myself. And I'm like, <laughs> man, and it's hard to go talk. Everybody has their little cruise with them. And I didn't have like a group of people with me. And so we get on this bus. They say, hey, get everyone go down, get on the bus. We're going to take you across town. We'll go to this place and learn how to actually judge the competition. And so we go and we get on the bus. And it was like Forrest Gump. I'm like walking down. Everybody's got their people sitting with them. Oh, seats taken. Can't sit here. Seats taken. Seats taken. <laughs> Can't, so I keep walking down the bus. <laughs> Finally, there's a seat in the very, like, two seats from the back. And I sit there by myself. And I'm just looking around like, oh, it's going to be a long weekend because I don't know anybody. And so I'm, and it's about a 25-minute bus ride. Do you guys want to guess who it is? Did you uh, come up with a guess? Yeah. I yeah. guess, but... Pretty far from it, though. Who do you, you think? Carrot Top. I don't know why I guess Carrot Top, but is it him? No. Okay. <laughs> Who'd you guess? Mario Lopez now. You say Miss America. Okay, so, but I don't know if he's still on Shark Tank. Is it Mark Cuban? He is still on Shark Tank, but it's not Mark Cuban. Okay. Uh, Mark Cuban's worth a billion. Yeah, not millions. <laughs> so I'm sitting. Never mind. And again, <laughs> awkwardly by myself. And this guy comes walk. I see him walking back, and he's got a good amount of jewelry on. So you can tell that he's the famous one. Sure. And everybody looks a little different in real life when you meet a celebrity, especially someone that was famous. You know, really famous eight, nine, ten years ago. And he sits down beside me and goes, Yo, dog. Randy oh, Jackson. Randy Jackson. Wow. He goes, he goes, he goes, Yo, dog, do you not know anybody here? I was like, No, man, I don't know anybody. He goes, You know me now, I'm your friend. <laughs> so we sit on the bus for like 15 minutes. Talk, he gives me, I think I still have a cell phone number, gives me a cell phone number. We drive all the way across town. I'm like the new kid at school. That's what it feels like. He sits beside me as we're learning how to judge this competition. He talks to me for the whole next day as like my my buddy partner. We leave. He's like, yo, dog, whenever you need anything, hit me up. And I was just like, what just happened? (laughs) He had had no reason to be nice to me, right? He didn't get anything from it. There was no gain. There was no relationship for him that was like a a positive. He just saw me sitting by myself and near the back of the bus and was like, hey, he's like, yo, dog, you need a friend? And I was like, yeah, please. <laughs> but there you go. There's Love my it. story about a celebrity That's being cool. cool. We'll come back next. Bobby Bonesha. Okay, over on the phone now, we have people that have randomly met celebrities, and they're going to tell us stories. I don't know if they're good or bad. Do we want to roll the dice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just so. roll it. Ashley in Arkansas, you are on the Bobby Bone Show. Thank you for calling. What's going on? So, like I said, I'm from Arkansas, and I nannied for a family while I was in college. And we were at LAX, and this guy in front of me at Starbucks started talking to the little girl that I was nannying for, telling her how much they looked alike, his daughter and this little girl. So he then proceeds to ask me how old she is, and it's Keith Urban. Oh, that's cool. And he ended up buying my Starbucks, but um, I really wish I would have said, like, hey, if you need a nanny, here's my phone number. (laughs) (laughs) my biggest regret. Would you have moved to Nashville to nanny for Keith Urban? Absolutely. Yeah. Me too. I was too. in college. I didn't have, you know, yeah, I'm from Arkansas. I'm from 
you probably come through my town a lot, and there's not much in my hometown. So <laughs> that's a pretty cool story. I will double vouch that Keith's an extremely nice guy, just a good dude. Never had a yeah. never had a bad moment with him, and never had a bunch of moments with him. So, well, thank you for that story, Ashley. I appreciate that. He's wonderful. Have a good day. You too. Have a good day. You guys can hit us up eight seven seven seventy seven Bobby. Uh, let's go over and talk to Rose in Delaware, who's on the phone. Hey, Rose. Just wanted to tell you a story when I met Rod Stewart. Mm, okay. In probably 1977, 1980. And he kicked out soccer balls. I caught one. Some drunk took it from me, threw me over the railing. Security guard came, gave me the ball back. Rod Stewart saw it, came over to me, brought the whole band over, signed my ball. And the whole band, and I still have it today. Oh, dang, that's cool. wonderful. How did you have that yep. song ready to go, Ray? <laughs> I'll be like, Ray, can you give me some Darius? And he's like, man, we don't have a clip of it anywhere. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Stewart. he's got a Forever Young by Rod Stewart ready to go. Not bad, Ray. Hey, uh, thank you for that call. That's pretty cool. Let's go over and talk to awesome. Rob in Austin, Texas. Hey, Rob, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. What celebrity did you meet? Probably the most memorable uh is I've, I've done a lot of extra and double work on uh, on sets. And the most memorable was I'm sitting down having lunch, and all of a sudden, uh, from behind me, I hear a voice, uh, are the Vittles good, son? And I look up, and it's Clint Eastwood. Oh, that's cool. And I said, uh, yes, sir, they are. He said, you mind if I sit down? We'll have lunch together. Got pictures with the guy. He's uh, probably the mi- nicest man, him and Patrick Swayze, I ever met in Hollywood. Wow. Dang. Um, but, but I loved it. That's pretty cool that you had lunch with Clint Eastwood, and he, he wondered about yeah. the Vittles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's quite he's quite the he's quite the guy. He's a really cool cool dude, and uh, I had a nice time with him. I appreciate that call, Rob. Hope you have a great day. Hey, you too, buddy. Take right, care. See Thanks. you later. On the phone right now is Megan in West Virginia. I need some advice. Okay. I just started seeing this guy who's 10 years older than me. He's been married, has three kids. I'm 30. And my parents, we've been dating for nine months, and I just introduced them to my parents, my family. And every single person in my family, my mom, my dad, my brothers, are all against it because he's older and has three kids. Okay, so first, before you throw out their advice or take their advice, again, why are they telling you? That they don't like him. Is it only because he's older and has three kids? I think so. He didn't have like a big I, neck tattoo, face tattoo, prison record, anything like that? Teardrop. No, no. If that's the reason that they don't think you should be with him and you know those things already exist, I don't think you should listen to the advice they're giving you. I think when someone gives you advice, if you understand why they're giving you that advice, that's a big help. If you already know he's married, three kids, his past, and you're like, you know what? I still love him. I still have a great feeling there's fulfillment when I'm with him. I think you should pursue that. I don't think you let your parents, your brother and sister, whatever you have, walk you against that if you already know why they're saying what they're saying and you still disagree with it. You're also not 22 if you or 19. If you were 19 with a 40-year-old that had all this, even I would go, hey, you don't understand yet. You're just a kid. Like, listen to your parents. They've been there. You're 30. You know what this world, you've, you've spun around this planet enough times to understand what's happening. So I think you're, you're good. I think you should pursue this until you don't feel like you should pursue it anymore. Amy, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. If, if she wants to be with him, then it's honestly, she can hear what her family yes. has to say. But Listen, she, be a listen vocal all you listener. Want, but you don't, you're an adult and you don't have to listen to 
friends and family if it's a decision that you feel good about. I would also say, sit down and say, hey, tell me why. Like, actually have a conversation and say, okay, I understand everything you're saying. But here's why. I feel the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, be an adult and go make adult decisions. So, Megan, we're on your team completely here. We think you should pursue this. If it makes you feel good, if he makes you feel good, then go go to town. What about, like, my family? Like, I'm close with them, too, so that makes it difficult. Of course it is, but I think they have to understand and love you the same way you're understanding and loving them. You're listening, but you also need to explain to them why you feel the way that you do. They have some decisions to make, but they're not running your life. You're running your life. They're walking alongside of you, but they're not running you. So this is a you thing. You're a big girl. You're 30. Let's go. Okay. That's the kick in the pants you needed today. <laughs> Unless, of course, there's some reason yeah. we don't yeah, know yeah, about. Listen, if, he's, if, he's, you know, if he has to turn his porch light off at Halloween, if you know what I'm saying, so kids don't come to his door, right. that's an issue. Mm-hmm. However, if, he, if he's a good dude and he has a history that you're fine with, go let it rip. Yeah, but just honest communication with your parents is, and your family is what you need to do right now. And tell them how it makes you feel when they They will understand if they love you, Megan. They, yeah. I, and call us back in a week or two weeks after you have this conversation, okay? Yeah, actually, um, we are going to dinner with my brother. Let them know then. Let them know. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Florida. Last Wednesday, a 59-year-old man got out of prison after eight years for robbing a bank. Went to bed, woke up Thursday morning, said, what am I going to do today? Walked into a bank and demanded $150,000. Robbed a bank. That's what he's going to do. do. (laughs) He missed it. That's Shawshank right there. (laughs) Couldn't be out of prison. Get busy living or get busy dying? No, he didn't feel comfortable out of jail. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, me. Dang. I'm always comfortable out of the big house. That's my true home, I think. (laughs) Generations. That's where my whole family's been, in jail. All right, Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. If you guys go over to my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones, let's go over and do the good news countdown. Let's go. It's the good news countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. All right, three, two, one. Let's go. Number three. A high school in New Jersey did a lost and found day where students could claim lost stuff, but it was really just a setup to surprise one specific teacher whose son was in the military. You got to love when they do an elaborate setup. Full like, blown. We're yeah. doing a full school, and it's for one person. They commit. Love it. He's been in Iraq. She hadn't seen him in over a year. They reunited. It was awesome, obviously. So everybody involved in this, you get a gold star, especially committing to going, the whole school is doing a theme just for her. That's amazing. That's awesome. Let's do number two. Number two. An off-duty firefighter in New York was getting home last week when he saw a house down the street on fire. And he ended up pulling a three-year-old girl out. Again, he was off-duty, and it was in his neighborhood. The whole place was full of smoke, but he had a breathing apparatus in his trunk that he takes to career days when he goes to school to show them what that is. Gosh, what a blessing. And so he's like, oh, crap. He grabs it, runs into the place. He said, he's very lucky he's lazy. Because he left in the car and never took it out. <laughs> yeah. And so is she. That's an amazing story. It's such a brave guy for doing what he does and especially doing that. Let's go to number one. Number one. A dog in Nebraska, nicknamed Baby Girl, just found a forever home after living in a shelter for almost five years. That makes me so sad to think of a dog. It makes me think of, I will remember you. That's commercials. Mm, yes. Except that's the wrong Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> no, song. No, it's an angel. In the arms oh, of yes. an angel. Yeah. He either works in my head. Just when I see her face, I'm sad for puppies. Right. <laughs> it can just be her. Like, hey, Sarah McLaughlin, picture from the 90s, and I'm like, that poor poor dog. Yeah. I don't know who they are, but let me say, 
to go and adopt a five-year-old shelter dog, probably older than that, that's awesome by you folks because that dog probably was not going to get adopted. Yeah. That, that's that's just amazing that you would, instead of what's trendy or what's uh, fun, like, oh, let's get a puppy, which, it's by the way, ain't fun. Yeah, no, it's hmm. a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, you did that. I love it. That's awesome. I hope more people do that. That was the Good News Countdown. Well, now it's time to embark on the rest of our day. Amy? <laughs> yes, I'm headed home to... My daughter's not feeling very well, so... Has she been around Lunchbox? I'm going <laughs> to... I'm, I'm going to pick her up some of those Pedialyte popsicles you speak so highly of. Save me. That's deathly ill. Okay. And the whole time I was... I was, I was, I was having, like, hallucinations of broccoli attacking me at one night. Very strange. As, as a slave. Oh, it was weird. It's like broccoli was, like, fought like bombs. And so I was like, oh, I was, like, ha- having this weird hallucination. And then I... There's a meme of, uh, it's like a, a, mouse, a rat or a mouse. He's got his fist real tight. You guys uh-huh. familiar with that meme? Arthur. Arthur, that's what it is. I don't know the cartoon, but Arthur's okay. a cartoon. Arthur's like, Ugh. And that, that was me thinking about Lunchbox getting me sick the whole time. <laughs> oh, my god! I had broccoli bombing me. I was like, oh, oh. that guy. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Well. Those popsicles are good. They get really hard, though. Okay. Meaning, like, other popsicles that are, like, otter pop type things, you can kind of bite them quickly. Those freeze so hard, you almost got to leave them out like 15 seconds. That's right. That's Popsicle Minute. Yeah, Popsicle Minute with me, Bobby. Pedialyte Popsicle Pro Minute. (laughs) That's it. You guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Hope it's awesome. Mr. Bobby Bones on Instagram. Goodbye, everybody. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.